Thank you, Jenny. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve to you all. The little baby Jesus that we celebrate at Christmas, the one that Jenny just read about, would one day grow up to be the man, Jesus, who would famously speak these words recorded in John 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. What does it mean for the Christ of Christmas to be the light of the world? Well, to better understand that this morning, we're going to get a little help from a reindeer. We've actually got a picture of that reindeer, um, I think. Uh, you can kind of hard to tell, like in the dark. Kids, on a count of three, if you can tell me the name of that reindeer, that's your part. Here you go. One, two, three. Good job. Kids have done their part. Good job. This is actually from an appearance that he made at the, the zoo earlier uh, this month. And as you can see, as the song tells us, he had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, You would even say it glows. I mean, this thing was bright, and this picture really doesn't do it justice. I mean, this wasn't just bright, it was like a fog light. Like, imagine something just as bright as a car's headlight at the end of your nose, bright red, dancing all around the room every single time that this guy sneezed. I mean, if I was in that room, I wouldn't know if I should be looking for a fire truck or a dance floor. I mean, that thing was really bright. In fact, uh, good luck trying to fall asleep in the same barn, you know, with this reindeer. Uh, There was no ignoring this guy. There were no, like, neutral opinions about him. And the smile that you can barely see on his face probably only showed up later in the song, because as the rest of the song tells us, all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. In fact, they never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Think about it. Do you want to go play hide-and-go-seek with that on your team? With that nose? I mean, forget about it. You get the perfect hiding spot. It's in the dark corner in the back of the barn underneath a big, thick wooden crate. And you're like, we got it! And then the red glow underneath it gives you guys away. And in fact, the smile that you see on his face probably wasn't quite there the whole time because a lot of his story would have probably been better summed up in this next picture that we have up here of what Rudolph probably really felt like most of the time. See, Rudolph's life may have been full of laughter, but not in the way that you want. You see, not laughing with the other reindeer, but being laughed at by the other reindeer. Watching them laugh and play their reindeer games, but only from a distance, alone and isolated. Not loved or welcomed by his own, but actually rejected by his own. And maybe some of you in this room know what that feels like. Maybe you know what it's like to be laughed at. Maybe you know what it's like to feel excluded or left out. Maybe you're alone at Christmas, and maybe you feel just like Rudolph looks, feeling isolated, feeling rejected, maybe feeling unwanted. And and maybe this is the time of year that you're holding out hope that something might actually change. Well, the story of Rudolph actually shows us that change can come in very unexpected ways. As the song goes on, Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright... Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? You can almost imagine what that night would have been like as the fog rolled in. First, you couldn't see things from a distance. Then you couldn't see things near up. Then you probably couldn't even see your own hoof in front of your face. And in the midst of it, they wouldn't have known what was going on. They couldn't see anything except if they were with Rudolph. You see, apart from Rudolph, those other reindeers, the ones that laughed at him, the ones that that rejected him, the ones that excluded him, They would have never been able to see when they were wandering astray. They would never know if they were about to fly right into the side of the mountain. They would never know if they were heading to their own doom. And yet through that thick fog, they saw the light. And they finally saw their need for that light. And they began to see Rudolph differently as the unexpected hero they never even knew that they needed. 
You see, it was only in the darkness that they saw the light that they had rejected was actually their only means of salvation. You see, we love hearing stories like, like Rudolph, the story of an underdog, under deer, if you will, uh, who actually saves the day, who becomes the hero of Christmas. But maybe the reason we love the story so much is that it actually echoes that, that much older, much truer story of someone who brought a light on Christmas, another very unlikely hero, a baby named Jesus. You see, Jesus came as the light of the world, but as we learn from Rudolph's story, light isn't always welcome. You see, there was no hiding with Rudolph, and there's no hiding with Jesus. The light that he brought revealed the true nature of God, how God is actually much more holy and much more gracious than maybe we're comfortable with. And yet at the same time, the true nature of us, that we're actually more sinful and flawed than we ever dared imagine. And just like that rejected reindeer, the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53 verse 3 tells us the true hero of Christmas would be despised and rejected. You see, we don't really want that bright light shining on us all the time, revealing the darkness in our own hearts, our own selfishness, revealing our own pride. And yet, it's only in the light that we can actually see clearly, seeing our own need for a Savior in the very one who was rejected. But for Jesus, being rejected would cost him a lot more than being left out of a game of hide-and-go-seek. You see, Isaiah goes on in Isaiah 53, verse 5, to describe how that little baby would one day grow up to be the man hanging on the cross, who there was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, in other words, punished for our sins in our place. You see, that first Christmas day, what happened is God took on a human body, became flesh and bone in the person of Jesus so that he could dwell with us, which means in this life, he actually identified with the outcast and with the rejected because... He was rejected himself. He knows what many of you have experienced. He knows suffering firsthand. See, if Jesus were here and telling the story about Rudolph as a parable, about his relationship with us, he would be Rudolph, and we would be all of the other reindeer. You see, today we need the same thing those other reindeer needed. Someone uniquely qualified to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. You see... We have a lot more in common with those other reindeer, though, than we'd like to believe. You see, those other reindeer, they did things that that hurt Rudolph in the same way we do things that hurt the true hero of Christmas. You see, we understand how laughing at somebody and calling them names, um, you know, might hurt them. But the scripture actually tells us that our crimes against God, our, our sins, our attempts to be our own God and our own Savior, that those things hurt Jesus that it not only grieves his spirit, but it's actually the very reason that Jesus had to go there to the cross. And just like the other reindeer wanted to keep Rudolph out of their reindeer games, often we want to keep Rudolph, we want to keep Jesus, the true hero of Christmas, out of parts of our own lives. We want to be Lord of our own lives. We want to keep him out of those areas. We reject his lordship by saying, you can be Lord of this, but not this part of my life. And just like in the Rudolph story, the only way that we are, who really, if we're quite honest, often we act more like Jesus' enemies. The only way that we would ever change is if he did something first. That's what we hear about in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, which says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, it's a love that actually shows itself in actions. A love that could actually change an enemy into a friend. It's the kind of thing that's actually echoed in the conclusion of the story of Rudolph. Where it says, then how the reindeer loved him, and they shouted out with glee, 
Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you'll go down in history. You see, when we've actually let the light of Jesus show us not only our deep need for forgiveness, but also God's even deeper grace in response to that, we too will want to make much of the true hero of Christmas because we too have seen in Jesus the kind of love that could turn an enemy into a friend. So this Christmas, when you hear the story of, and the words of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that hero of Christmas, remember the true hero of Christmas. Remember the true hero of Christmas, Jesus Christ, the one who was laughed at, the one who was rejected, the one who suffered, and in doing so did for us, his enemies, what we could never do for ourselves, finally make peace with God, so that we too could have a reason to sing his praises as the light of the world, loving him, because he first loved us. Let me pray for us.